When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Friday, August 19th. I'm Desiree Frazier, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. In today's show, a federal initiative seeks to bring broadband access to Mississippi Choctaws. And we get reaction from a Mississippi senator about the FBI investigation of Donald Trump and the Inflation Reduction Act. Plus, baby formula is still in shorter than normal supply. We hear from a daycare operator and mother who's helping connect her community. And on the eve of BookFest, we talk to the event's executive director. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Broadband access has been a key policy priority for Senator Roger Wicker. Over the last few years, the Republican has made many stops in the state, promoting the benefits of stronger and more accessible Internet, especially in rural communities. And yesterday, he was back in Jackson to meet with the state and national stakeholders about the latest investment in broadband infrastructure, a grant that will help connect about 2,200 homes on Mississippi's Choctaw Reservation. This is going to be uh, one of the first opportunities for us to make sure we have uh, broadband in the entire uh, tribal community and start that right here in Mississippi today. Uh, This is one of the investments in broadband that will be brought to the state of Mississippi as a result of the 2021 Appropriations Act and also the bipartisan infrastructure bill, which I supported in the U.S. Senate. So we're uh, delighted to have that. The grant is provided by the National Telecommunications and Information Administration. Andy Burke of that organization says these efforts are going to receive continued support on the national level. We have $3 billion total uh, to connect tribal Americans. Uh, Now, this is incredible because for many decades now they have been left out of this process and to have three billion dollars two billion of which came through the uh, bipartisan infrastructure law a billion dollars through the uh, appropriations act this is going to be transformative for those uh, those entities but uh, as we've talked about near now here a couple of times this is only a part of an ongoing process the state of mississippi is going to develop a plan that ensures that every single person in the state is connected. And um, when that happens, we then have funding to do that. 
$48 billion in total, $42.5 billion to go out to states for this one uh, piece of the puzzle. And uh, at the end of it, it's not just about the connection, it's also about affordability and devices and skills. But the first step is making sure that every American has access at their homes. This project follows other infusions of federal dollars to increase access in the largely rural state. Senator Wicker says these investments are necessary to stay relevant in a changing economy. It has everything to do with the the new way we compete, with the new way uh, we do business. Um, Remote education, uh, remote medicine, telemedicine, is, is going to treat more and more people in the broad heartland of the United States of America. Uh, it has to do with um, students being able to get their homework up without having to go down uh, uh, two roads away and go, and go to a, a place that, that has that availability. So it's, it's part of the new economy, and I view it as a way to um, address the brain drain This year, lawmakers created a new state office known as BEAM, or Broadband Expansion and Accessibility of Mississippi. It will facilitate the growth of broadband access and is led by former state senator Sally Doty. It is our intent to reach all unserved areas of Mississippi, and and that is what the legislation provides, and the bead funding is far. So I I have a a team in my office, and we have already been to the Delta several times over the past three or four months, Um, very familiar with that area. There are some different solutions that we're looking at, talking with different providers to see what will be the best for the Delta. Uh, I live in Brookhaven in Lincoln County. Also, there is a big area in southwest Mississippi, uh, and we took the uh, we took Mr. Burke to Colin this morning uh, to talk about their needs and also to see a fiber splicing program that they're going to have for workforce development, because not only is this access to internet, but it is also a, a, work, a new workforce that we're going to need to build this out and then also to maintain it throughout the years. So there are a lot of opportunities but there is a lot of hard work ahead, and it is not going to be instantaneous. We're going to need a little time. Chief Cyrus Ben of the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians was unable to attend the announcement, but others involved say they have a strong working relationship. During his visit, Senator Wicker addressed other matters of national and local interest, including his decision to vote against the Inflation Reduction Act. I think it's a mistake, um, and I don't think it's accurately named. Uh, if we had truth in labeling, uh, I think uh, the consumer product folks would, would be objecting to uh, to saying that this is a bill that's going to reduce inflation. And don't take my word for it. Um, the outside uh, analyses are that this will have a very negligible impact on inflation. Uh, to me... Um, it's another big injection of federal money um, on top of the inflation that we already have. I don't think it's good policy. I mean, there's a reason why every Republican voted against it and every Democrat voted for it, and it had to be uh, enacted with a, uh, the vice president coming in and breaking a tie. 
And Wicker's visit to the capital city came while Jackson is in its third week under a boil water notice. He tells our Kobe Vance there are potential solutions to the continued water crisis. And he weighs in on the FBI search at former president's at the former president's Florida home. It's something we want to work with the city on. Um, but also, I, I will say there are there are federal um, infrastructure solutions that can really help this. Uh, we'll be meeting with administration officials in a week or two about the, the uh, proposed Pearl River plan, which has been endorsed by the city of Jackson, by the municipalities and counties on the east side of the river. Um, by moving this weir uh, to a location on the Pearl River further south of where it is now, we'll be able to um, construct or make it available to construct another water plant in Jackson, a brand new water plant down there um, uh, south of the business district. And this would be a game changer for water supply and water quality in the city of Jackson. It's a very important side effect and uh, an additional benefit to the flood control uh, reason that we're, we're having to do it for, in the first place. I also wanted to get your reaction to um, FBI going into Mar-a-Lago this, week, uh, this past couple weeks, I should say. Um, what, what's your reaction to that? Well, I, I made a statement immediately that it's unprecedented for this to happen. It, I don't think it makes us look good on the international stage for an investigative agency from one administration to go in and, and do such a whole-scale uh, search of a former uh, president's uh, residence. Now, they had a search warrant based on an affidavit. Um, I, I noticed that the Justice Department is resisting disclosing the information on that affidavit. And I, I'll just tell you, um, when it comes to a situation like this that we've never had before, one administration investigating the, pres the former president of another administration, uh, I think uh, it, it's time for the court to uh, order the Justice Department, if the Justice Department is not willing, to let us see, let the American people um, see in a transparent way the, um, the allegations that were made in the affidavit to justify um, such um, an unprecedented action on a former chief executive. So I, I, understand, uh, I understand the concern and outrage that we're hearing around the nation. That's Mississippi Senator Roger Wicker. Coming up, baby formula is still in shorter than normal supply. We hear from a daycare operator and mother who's helping connect her community. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. 
Following a steep decline in supply, the Food and Drug Administration has taken steps to increase the availability of baby formula supplies, but shelves in some parts of the state are still running bare. To make their babies make sure that they have what they need, Mothers are finding ways to network and find other means of buying formula. Latifa Lowe is a mother and daycare operator in Hattiesburg. She tells our Rhonda Dunaway it's become a chance to learn and become more resourceful. I feel like it was a perfect opportunity to really just research not only the shortage, but to it gave me the eyes to want to research, you know, exactly why, you know, children can't have cow's milk and all that kind of thing. And so as I started to research, I started to figure out ways to um, accommodate the shortage, if that makes any sense. Are you having any trouble getting what you need? Yes. um, It's still really tough um, to go out because, again, as as you know, people begin to understand some of the things that the you know you can use for alternatives. Those are also you know objects that are becoming um, less off the shelves. So um, the shelves are just really bare. However, um, I've turned to online shopping, and sometimes that works out pretty well for me. Online shopping. So um, is it you know, like online through uh, Amazon.com or Walmart or, or some grocery store? Or are you going straight to the uh, makers of the uh, formulas? Absolutely. I um, I go to the makers um, of the formula. A lot of times they can be extremely expensive, but um, if that's not a, a reliable source, then I'm going to always go to Amazon. Usually they have everything that we need. Walmart and other grocery stores are helpful as well. However, it's still um, a shortage as the people begin to panic. So we have to wait about three and four weeks at a time. That's just, of course, something that we can't afford to do. How do you how do you help people get to the formula they need? Yes, um, I do have an active social media page, and as I learn things, um, there's um, we're required as a child care provider to go through different kind of nutritional uh, trainings, all kind of trainings in um, general, and they give you those kind of sources and tips. So as I learn them, I take them down and I jot them down, or um, I will begin to offer them through my virtual community outreach as well. Um, I'm, I only research a lot of groups, a lot of the groups that I'm, I'm not on, on Facebook. However, there are great, uh, groups that I have researched and reached out to, but I'm just not a bona fide member in any of them. So tell me how those work. Do, are people like take pictures of the shelves and say, okay, this store has this type of formula or, you know, at your online shopping, you may say, I mean, are excuse me, you're letting people know that you have um, found something at a certain place and you post. How do y'all kind of let each other know what's what in the baby formula world? Now, I must say, even though this isn't um, strictly about um, milk or, you know, the formula, there is a group that I am on on Facebook and it's called the Mommies of Pine Belt. And it's with uh, mommies, of course, around uh, Mississippi or Hattiesburg in general that have um, children from all ages through up. And um, primarily, of course, because we are focusing on that now, um, parents will, you know, send pictures and say, hey, I'm here. I saw this milk here. Or um, not only do they take pictures, but they also um, lend out hip hands. Um, sometimes parents cannot use the formula that they are using currently, or some may even say, I have breast milk if you want. And so that's how we go about networking. 
to provide for each other. Latifa Lowe is a mother and daycare owner in Hattiesburg. Coming up on the eve of BookFest, we talk to the event's executive director. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org. When you look at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB-4-CAR. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. The Mississippi Book Festival returns to the capital city this weekend after being reduced to a virtual format the last two years due to the coronavirus pandemic. But it's back. Executive Director Ellen Davis says it has plenty to offer. We have panel discussions in the Capitol building in five different venues. And then in Galloway, we have three different venues where we hold panel discussions or in, you know, one-on-one conversations. And they happen in six time slots all throughout the day. So we've got 46 panels happening this year at the book festival. Oh, my goodness. Um, Yes. And so, yes, we do have like 170 official panelists. And then, you know, 100 – self-published authors on Mississippi Street and 14 different booksellers on Mississippi Street, 15 different food vendors going down West Street, and then 26 um, organizations or nonprofits on the lawn of the Capitol. Are there any concerns about security? So, of course, you know, is the, the way the world is today, yes, we have, you know, we want to make sure that this is a safe event for everybody. Um, so, yes, we have got plenty of security on the grounds, patrolling the parking lots and in festival venues. This lasts from 9 to 5. Why not make it a weekend event, Saturday and Sunday? Well, does it right? Because we like to stress ourselves out totally. We like to bet it all <laughs> on one day. <laughs> um you know, we have with the location where it is, you know, we have to consider people getting to church on Sunday. So, you know, and Galloway is a great friend of the festival and our partner. And so we like to be, you know, cognizant of their needs, of their own facilities. And, you know, this is just the way it has worked for us. And it's just a fun field day. I can read. On, on Friday, we do have our large kids programming that happens for local area public school children. And so we spend all Friday doing that. So this year, we will have Newberry uh, Medal Award winner Matt De La Pena speaking at Thalia Mar at 930 with 1,200 kindergarten through third grade students. 
And then we are live streaming it all across the state into classrooms. So we're expecting to reach about 10,000 children with that program. And then uh, at 11.30 in Galloway Sanctuary, we're um, with the late Congressman John Lewis's collaborators on the graphic novel series March, which is a National Book Award winner. Andrew Iden and Nate Powell will be in conversation with Margaret McMullen about their latest installment in that, Run Book One, which was published after, you know, John Lewis passed. And they will be speaking to 700 ninth through 10th graders in person. And then we will also be uh, live streaming that across the state into classrooms of ninth through 12th graders. You have a lot of notable Pulitzer Prize winning authors and those who have won other awards participating. How do you get them to participate? You know, um, we operate under the belief that you just got to ask. All anybody can say is no. <laughs> um, so I reached out to uh, Alice Walker's agent, you know, about the middle of the year and just asked if she would like to come and um, celebrate the 40th anniversary of The Color Purple at the Mississippi Book Festival and the release of her journals, which covers her time living in Jackson. And I got an, you know, a phone call about two weeks later from her personal assistant and said she would love to come. And that was probably one of the best phone calls of my life. And, you know, it Eudora Welty Foundation is bringing Jennifer Egan to the festival. You know, they have done that in the past. They got us, um, Salman Rushdie attended the festival through the Eudora Welty Foundation. So they're a great partner for us. And the Crooks Foundation is bringing Lauren Groff, who is, you know, she has been a finalist for the National Book Award several times. Um, she's won the story prize for her short story collection, Florida. So it's, you know, it's all very exciting. We have uh, Jericho Brown, who is a Pulitzer Prize winner in poetry in 2020. So, yeah, uh, we build relationships with publishers, with uh, literary agencies, and just extend the invitation. Has this event become nationwide known? Um, I feel like I can say this because I didn't start it, Um, you know, Holly Lang did an, the former director did an incredible job of building these relationships with publishers and creating a beautiful event that authors then go tell their other author friends about that, um, you know, makes them want to attend themselves. But do you um, feel like it's it's widely known throughout the country that Mississippi has this awesome book festival that draws award winning authors and attracts thousands of people? Yes. Yes. I would say so. I have been down at the festival, and one thing, the rooms are packed. Now with COVID, how are you going to manage seating? So, you know, Desiree, at this point, you know, everybody knows what we're dealing with. And, um, you know, we're we're not – last year, we were making adjustments for that. We are not this year. Um, You know, everybody is aware of COVID and they know what they need to do for their own safety. And so it's kind of, uh, you know, people need to use their best judgment of what feels right to them. And will there be any information posted about that or anything at your own discretion, wear a mask or anything like that? 
Um, you know, masks will be available in every uh, panel venue if, if people want to wear them. Uh, but we are not requiring people to wear masks. And I guess my last question is, have you started working on 2023? We have some ideas, but we haven't started working in earnest on that yet. You know, I'm going to have a we're going to have a little downtime for a month after this festival, and then we can start thinking about 2023. Well, Ellen Daniels with the Mississippi Book Festival, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us as it comes down to the wire for the event, which is Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Capitol. Also, there's venues nearby, and people will be able to pick up information that points them in the directions where there are things going on they may be interested in. Correct. I mean, you can join, you can visit our website at msbookfestival.com for the schedule, or when you get to the festival grounds on Saturday, please visit our information tent. We will have our festival guides there, which will tell everybody all of the exciting things that are happening that day. Thank you, Ellen. We appreciate it. Thank you, Desiree. I appreciate you. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.